Hey guys, Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week I wanted to talk about why you should never, ever, ever work for free. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope you guys are all doing really great this week. Um, There's a news item that's kind of happening here in Ontario for registered massage therapists. And again, I know not all my audience are registered massage therapists, but... um, a good chunk of you are. And this also might be interesting to those of you who work in health and wellness in any capacity, because it's something that's happening in a regulated health profession. Um, And that is for those of you who are registered massage therapists, you already probably know what I'm going to say. And that's this whole new thing about CEU guidelines and how they're actually uh, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario is getting rid of the CEU program, which is kind of a shock. So for those of you who don't know about it, basically, um, the way it's worked for a really long time. Um, I'm not sure whether it was since registered massage therapy became part of the RHPA, that's the Regulated Health Professions Act, or whether it was down further down the road. That part I don't remember, but it's been many, many years. Certainly the CEU program was in place when I was a massage therapist. Um, when I graduated back in uh 2006. When I started the program in 2003, it had been in place for quite a number of years. So anyway, that's all an aside. But my point is, they're getting rid of it now. So it used to be that you had to get so many continuing education units in every three year cycle. Um, And some of the units had to be things that the CMTO, um, like had you read, um, that kind of thing. And then there were guidelines in terms of like some of the CEUs had to be of this type and, uh, and then you could have a small number that were sort of outside of the regular um, sort of uh, scope and expectation as a massage therapist. So like, in other words, you could take things that were more of an adjunct to your practice and not specific to massage therapy um, and get, still get credit for some of them. They, they had kind of guidelines around that. I'm not going to try dive too deep into the, all the details because, you know, those of you who are massage therapists know what I'm talking about. Those of you who aren't massage therapists probably don't care <laughs> that much about those details. My point being, it's really interesting to see um, how these changes are, are happening and evolving in the pressure, in the uh in the profession. I was going to say some other word and I have no idea what I was going to say. I guess it's one of those mornings. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the direction that things are taking. And um, you, you got to wonder if other professions are going to follow suit, those regulated health professions, because I do see where the CMTO is going with this. Um, the idea that the CEU program was maybe outdated. A lot of people were simply taking courses because they needed the points. They weren't taking courses because they wanted to expand their business they or like grow their business or change their business direction or anything that really was beneficial to their business. They were taking CEU courses because they needed the points. Like really, I talk to massage therapists all the time and literally the only reason they would register for a course is because it was available in the next few months it gave enough points for them to have enough to send to the CMTO when their um, cycle was over. And it, uh, did I already say this? And it was in their own town. Did I already say that one? Doesn't matter. Again, one of those mornings, maybe I need another cup of coffee. 
So this is probably all to everybody's benefit because why would you take courses that are not beneficial to you and your business if you weren't forced to take them, right? So I do know that all as well, the CMTO is exploring new options. Um, just people don't, other than, you know, the insiders don't really know what that is yet. There will be a continuing education component. And um, those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know that I definitely agree that lifelong learning is really important. So I hope, first off, I hope those of you who are only listening to the podcast because it gave you some CEO points, please keep listening. Uh, but in all seriousness, I'm, I'm half kidding, but only half. In all seriousness, I do hope that, you know, those of you guys out there, you do want to continue to grow and change as practitioners, um, whether whether you are a massage therapist or you work in some other profession in health and wellness and fitness, right? So I hope you do want to take that to heart and continue to work on your business and work on yourself um, and sort of be the best practitioner of whatever it is you do that you can be. You know, still being true to yourself, of course. Um, and hopefully this new CEU guideline thing, when they do release it, it sounds like maybe later this year, they'll give everybody all the details. Um, hopefully it will reflect that a bit better that people, you know, have different interests and it's not going to be sort of a forced number of points over a number of years, but will allow people to just take lifelong learning as just something important for their life and, and run with that. So anyway, that's enough about that little topic. I just kind of wanted to throw that little nugget out there because it is, you know, like a brand new piece of news that just came out last week or the week before. I can't remember. Time seems to be a little bit odd right now. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Let's launch into today's topic. So as you guys heard from the intro, today's topic is all about working for free, right? Now, some of you out there might rarely, if ever, be asked to work for free. I know some of you work in professions where it's pretty uncommon. Like, for example, um, I know some dentists and they're not asked to work for free for very often. The only time they are is, a, say, charitable event overseas, like going to offer um, dentistry to uh, people in developing countries who don't have access to it. That is not what I'm talking about. Those kinds of situations. Those are very special um, and the dentists I know who uh, decided to go through with that felt very honored and they felt like it was like a, a lifetime experience. That's not the type of stuff I'm talking about, okay? Um, but I know back in my massage days, I was asked to do free stuff pretty regularly. And I know others in similar wellness and health and, you know, fitness professions are asked to do the same. It does come up quite a bit. So yeah, raise your hands, guys, even though I can't see you, but do it anyway. If you're on the treadmill, raise your hand. If you're sitting on, you know, the streetcar riding here in Toronto, raise your hand. Okay. If you've ever heard one of these three things, number one is, Oh, well, we'd love to have you as part of our event, but unfortunately, we don't have the budget to pay you, dot, dot, dot. Or number two is, oh, well, you'll be in the newspaper and you're going to be on our website and in our flyer. We're going to talk about you lots. It's going to be great exposure for you. Or number three, uh, we can't afford to pay you, but it's for a great cause, promise. So... Whatever the reason is, one of those three or some sort of mix of the three, they want you to work for free. They expect that you're going to be happy to see your name in print or on their website, whatever, and that's all worth it to you. And it, all the work you're going to put into the event, it's totally awesome. 
And yeah, you're doing an exchange for handing out business cards and being on their website and being advertised. And it's going to be great. The exposure is totally worth it. You should do it. Well, if you've been around here for a while or if you listen to any of Paul Jarvis's stuff or read his articles, um, you know what I think about exposure. And that is people die from exposure. People don't don't do things for exposure. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I really don't think anyone should work for free. Okay, there is one exception, which I'll circle back to at the very end. Okay. But let's tackle the question first of why they aren't paying you, because this is really important. Now, in some cases, that's totally true. They don't have a budget. It is true. They're not they're not lying to you. They're not saying that they, they just can't. Oops, sorry, we just can't find the extra dollars. Like, no, really, they don't have a budget. If it's a charity event, chances are they don't have the money, even if it's a larger charity sometimes. Um, those of you who know me know that I'm currently doing a certificate in fundraising management in order to um, work more in the nonprofit world. And so I could talk about this at length, actually, in terms of like budgets and charities and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a whole thing I could get into, uh, but I won't because you guys might get bored. <laughs> but it, just know that most charities are being honest when they say they can't pay you. They're not just saying that they really, really, truly don't have the money. Um, and there's complex reasons as to why that is. Um, and there's a reason why charities rely really heavily on volunteers in order to get everything done. So, so yeah, if it's a charity coming to you, chances are they really truly can't pay you. They're not just saying that. But with for-profit companies, so your typical businesses out there that are asking you to work for something, chances are they could find the budget to pay you. Yeah, they totally could. But, you know, if they really wanted your talent and abilities at their event, they could find a way to make it happen. They could talk to their, you know, their uh, marketing department or, you know, they could talk to whoever is in charge of the budget, depends on the company, and they could figure out a way to make it happen. But they don't. Why? Well, why would you pay for something that you can get for free? So here's the problem. The problem is professionals. And this extends beyond the health and wellness uh, sphere, you guys. I see it in creative professions too. I'm considered in the creative professions now and I see it happening and I've even thought of doing it myself. But yeah, professionals take that offer of exposure and are willing to work for free. So they know it's possible to find somebody to work for free. And because it's happened and it's gonna continue to happen, right? So. I am not saying that this is a malicious thing. I'm not saying they're like, ha ha, we don't have to pay anybody. You know, mo most of the time, that's not what it's about. But it's just, it's logic, right? If you can get something for free and not have that line item in your expenses, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, you yourself, I'm sure, sitting here listening to this podcast are going, well, yeah, that's why... You know, that's why I don't hire somebody to do my marketing. That's why I don't hire a web designer because I, I want to do it for free. So I do the DIY option and all that kind of stuff. You do it too. We all do it. I, I do it too. There's lots of stuff that I'm like, oh, you know, why am I, I can't afford that. I'm just going to hire, you know, I'm just going to do it myself. Sorry, I'm not going to hire somebody. Meanwhile, probably it would be to my benefit, at least for some of the stuff, if I didn't do the DIY option. But yeah, you know. That's the real reason why many companies who could afford to pay you to be at their event, they, don't, they just don't. 
They figured they can save a few bucks by offering that intangible exposure or whatever. You know, usually it is exposure is what they're offering. They're not offering anything else. They're offering to basically to advertise you on their channels. Um, their their um their communications channels that is so whether it's their website or their social media or a flyer for the event or they're they're gonna put your name in the um, ad that they put in the newspaper whatever it is you know it depends on where you live um you know here in Toronto you wouldn't normally see things advertised in newspapers and magazines unless they were really humongous events um you know or very specialty niche events that go into a specialty niche magazine but anyway i'm off on a tangent here but you guys get the point right they're offering to advertise you through the channels that they normally use for advertising whatever the event is they've asked you to work at and that's what they're offering in exchange for you working for free right and it works because people keep taking that on as being worth it quote unquote and they keep doing it So, okay, if you're just starting out in your business or your business really needs some work to sort of get a client list going, you want to get your name out there. Well, what do you do? You know, aren't these, you know, you might be saying to yourself, well, these events are worth it, aren't they? You know, maybe you haven't done very many of them or maybe you're brand new and you you were thinking of doing them or, you know, maybe you personally think that they're worth it. I, you know, whatever the picture is. Um, Doesn't it make sense to work these kinds of events then? Well, I think you guys already know what I'm going to say. And the answer is no, no, it doesn't. Don't do it. And here's a few key things to keep in mind when it comes to that kind of decision making. So first, people attending the event will likely enjoy getting your services for free. Yeah. You know, if you're good at what you do, especially, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I mean, come on. Out there, most people like getting a massage if it's we're talking about massage here, but even some of the other stuff, um, you know, whether you're you're offering like free little mini essential oil blends, you're offering like a tiny little nutrition assessment. People like free stuff. They're going to go for it. But that does not mean they're going to be willing to pay for it later. That's the take home message here. Back in my RMT days, I've already touched on this. I worked a number of events for free in order to get the so-called exposure. And let me tell you guys, they never, ever, ever gave me steady clients afterwards. (sighs) Either people weren't interested because they already had an RMT. They were just seeing me for free because I happened to be there at the event. But they already had somebody they were seeing regularly. They'd tell me that openly when when we got to chatting. So they were just taking advantage of the free stuff. Or they didn't see a need to get massage regularly. Like, you know, I'd be telling them all about the benefits and all that stuff, but they just didn't see a point. Because remember how companies aren't paying you because they don't have to? Remember how we just talked about that a couple minutes ago? Well, the same thing applies to some of these people getting free treatments at events. I'm not saying it applies to everybody, but it certainly applies to some of them. Why pay for something if you can get it for free, right? You just go to a bunch of these events and you get free treatments, you get free assessments, you get free essential oil blends, you get free stuff. So by working these events for free, you're basically setting a precedent that your services and the services of people who work in, you know, work in similar businesses that you do are of lower value since you can have them free. And that's not good for you. That's not good for your business. It's not good for your profession. It's just not good. So... The other issue with working these events is that people don't tend to remember the names of the people working the event. Oh my gosh, this is so true. Like it's it's been shown time and time again. They remember the organizers. They remember that like, 
they attended, uh, you know, an event that was a hospital gala or whatever, you know, well, maybe not a gala with a with free massages and free stuff. But you know, they remember what it was that it was like a race or it was a conference or whatever it was. They, they remember that. And usually they remember who put on the event, you know, um, like, for example, early on in my web design career, I attended an event that was for um, uh, web uh, developers and designers, um, more on the developer side, uh, called Fitzy. And I remember, like, who put that on? I remember that now. And like, that was like four or five years ago, I attended that event, right? So it's not like, you know, it's not like I've forgotten over time. But do I remember who, what sponsors were there? Do I remember who was giving out like free books and, you know, had contests and stuff? No, I think if I sat and thought about it, I maybe could remember. Also, like, I mean, as I record this podcast in my office, the book I won for free is sitting on the shelf above me. So I could probably turn it over and see who the publisher was and see if maybe that rings a bell. But honestly, I'm, I'm just showing you the point here. People don't tend to remember who uh, was working the event, who was giving out free stuff. They just remember um, the organizers, right? They remember who put on the event. So all that so-called free advertising on their website and whatnot that they're saying they're going to give you, well, people don't tend to look at that stuff very much, right? They're going to remember the company that put on the event and they're not going to remember you. And yeah, okay, so you might say to yourself, well, I'm giving out business cards, I'm giving out flyers, like people keep that stuff, right? Well, they they don't. I mean, be honest with yourself, unless, you, unless you're super organized type or you, you, you just do this, but when someone hands you a business card when you go to an event, do you tend to hold on the business card for a really long time or does it tend to kind of get thrown in your pocket and then recycled later in the day? Yeah. Most of us, it's thrown in the pocket and then recycled later in the day, right? They, you, you don't even really give it a second glance. You might go, oh, you know, that massage therapist was really nice when, you, when you're tossing it in the garbage or tossing it in the recycling, hopefully. But you're not really giving a lot of thought to those things when you attend these events because that was not the primary purpose for attending the event in the first place. So if you're a new massage therapist or new business person, new, uh, you know, uh, new personal trainer, new nutritionist, whatever it is you do, and you need some help getting new clients, I suggest that you spend time that you would be working at an event, like take that time and say, say it's like two days, you know, say it's like, it's probably more than two days, but if you add up all the time, like the, the time you would spend planning and then the time you would actually have spend at the event, Spend that time working on your business instead of working for free, okay? Work on your website, learn about marketing from books, listen to podcasts, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel you need to do to expand your business on your own terms. Don't waste your time working for free at these events because it's just going to set the tone that you are willing to work for free and other people in your profession are working for free and that is not worth it to anybody. Now, you guys probably remember I said there was one exception to the rule, right? And you probably already guess what that might be. And the exception is if you really, really want to work the event for free, like you truly do want, it's just, it's something because it's a cause that's close to your heart or it's a really good friend who's asked you to just help, you know, throw them a bone and help them out on just this one occasion. They're not the type that's asking you for stuff for free all the time. You know, it's just like this one thing, you know, once a year or something, maybe they do an event and they just would really appreciate your help on it. 
If you're willing to do that, if you feel okay about that, you don't feel torn at all, you just feel like this is totally awesome, you can't wait to participate in this event, if you're doing it for those reasons and not because you think it's going to help grow your client list and grow your business, then that is awesome. And I encourage you to do that. You know, go where your heart is. That is totally fine. You know, I hope you have fun. I hope you meet some cool people. I hope you learn more about the charity you're helping, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's awesome. Just please don't work for free. Otherwise, guys, sliding scale, if you're comfortable with that is fine. You know, somebody who can't afford your treatment at full price or, you know, if you're thinking of working an event and they're willing to give you a certain honorarium to work it and you feel comfortable with what they're giving you, fine. You know, um, or uh, the situation sometimes uh, people get asked for to give a gift certificate um, that would be put in a silent auction, which raises money for a good cause. If you're willing to do that and you feel comfortable with it, go ahead. But just don't put in all the work to show up to an event and work the event for free in exchange for so-called exposure. Just don't do that, okay, guys? There's many other ways you can grow your business that don't undermine your work and the integrity of your profession and just undermining yourself as a person, okay? So that, that turned into a little bit of a rant, but I really do feel very strongly about this, especially since I've switched to being a creative professional rather than a straight-up health professional. And just as something you see so often in my profession, but you see it really often in you guys' professions as well. And... I just don't want people to keep doing it. I really want people to value themselves and say, no, you know, I'm worth, you know, I'm not working for free. You can't have me for free. So, so yeah, if you have any questions about this topic, you want to chat about this topic, as always, you can find me in the usual spots, Happy Little Biz on Instagram. You can also send me an email, Candice at happylittlebiz.com. Otherwise, I'll be back with you guys with a new episode very soon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, Click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers, so I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my web website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. 
All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.